Um, Me too. Because I'm like, I'll totally forget. Yep. I'm like, wait, B Y ten, said check eight nine. <laughs> like, well, then like I just watched episode nine live. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I haven't watched it subbed. We just released eight, and now we're recording ten for Bayonish. I get the I numbers know. all messed up in my head. Yeah, so we're all over the place. We're all over the place, you guys. So, uh, welcome to Dizzy for DZ. I'm Kristen. Oh, we're recording. <laughs> Poor Ashley. <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> oh, bear with us today, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, skeleton is. This is me being very professional. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we've already established neither one of us are professionals, so oh man, if that's yeah. what you're expecting from this podcast, you're going to be very disappointed. Thank God they don't pay us to do this. I know. <laughs> It'd be so much more pressure. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? No. That's the kind of stuff where it's like- I can't, like when, I can't live up to that kind of pressure. No. Like when podcasts have- um, Patreon. Uh, Patreons. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I love the idea of it. I love- Me but, like, too. Then I think like- but then you really have to start delivering on stuff because they're uh-huh. they're giving you money every month and they deserve to get what they pay for. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. That's why we've never done it. No. We would, we would have to come out with extra content, which, I mean, I guess we could have done that this season. Yeah. Covered one show and then the other show been Patreon. Yes. But again, something about that added pressure, I feel like I would just crumble. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> You're yeah, I know. It's just this is a very this is a different year for all kinds of things. I mean, yeah. we took on two shows that are live, and yeah, people's schedules are crazy. People's jobs are crazy. So it's yeah. yeah, it just it is what it is. So yep, we've been doing this over a year, mm. which is crazy. I know. Closer it's been like to a year and a half. It's yeah. In October, it'll be a year and a half. Wow. Isn't that nuts? We're seasoned professionals now. <laughs> Except two or minutes. we're seasoned something. <laughs> we're seasoned uh, amateurs. Yeah. So oh, I was man. like, wait, we just said we weren't professional two minutes ago. <laughs> that's that's me right we're, now. We're seasoned, we're seasoned podcasters, but that doesn't mean there we're professional. It doesn't make us professional. We're just seasoned podcasters. Uh-huh. We'll go with that. So anyhow, yeah. So just bear with us uh, this week, you guys. Um but we are talking about buy on list 10. <laughs> yep. And we got a lot of um we got a lot of I don't I just lost the phrase I was looking for but um oh well, it'll come to me. It will. It'll come to me. <laughs> Sorry, I told you guys bear with us. I apologize. <laughs> uh I don't have any housekeeping. Do you have any housekeeping? Uh no, except I, I forgot that we promised the whole Zodiac thing like two weeks ago. I know. And we... then I still haven't read through any of that. But this episode reminded me because we get a couple Zodiac references. Yeah. And I was like, I need to sit down and do the research. So I, I, I promise you guys, I will do the research, especially after the references that were given in this week's episode. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is by no means accidental mm-hmm. that she is slipping in this stuff. So Osley must be interested in um, astrology. Yeah. And I-, I know nothing about astrology. I don't So either. I feel like it'll be really interesting to 
to do like a deep dive with it. So yes, I'm I'm planning to do that. I promise. It's coming, <laughs> you guys. Said, we, yeah, it is coming. We do want to look into that because anytime there's more than meets the eye, it mm-hmm. totally catches us. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So we will. So- We'll dig, we'll dig into that. housekeeping. And yeah, and if any of you have thoughts about that or sources or anything and want to share some of your insights, we would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd be we'd love to read them on the podcast. So um, Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So shoot us an email or message or anything on any of the socials and point us in the right direction with that. Uh, so uh, if that's all out of the way, let's mm-hmm. um let's go for it. So we basically pick up where we left off last week. Osger has essentially ended it before it began, his mm-hmm. words. Yeah. Without an explanation. So Esgi is, of course, sad and confused and, you know, she – but she takes her pride with her and she leaves. Mm-hmm. She doesn't yeah. beg him to tell her why. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't cry in front of him. Yeah. Um. But she's clearly upset. He's upset too. I mean, he he ends up walking to the doorway, but doesn't do anything. He just watches her as she leaves, mm-hmm. and he can't see her face. So I feel like that was a a big detail. Yes, he can't see how upset she is. I agree. So, um, you know, we just we kind of get some sad music playing, a bit of a driving home montage, and um, as he's crying, and she winds up at her spot, um. She goes to her spot that has the view of the bridge, and um, uh, to our surprise, the whole party's been torn because you know that's where Osgur set up the surprise for her. Right. He got that crap torn down quickly. Oh yeah. But she finds a card, and um, I do you have this or I don't. Okay, so I did take a screenshot of this. Yeah, because he's, he's basically saying, with you, I was everything that I have never been able to be. Yes. The most beautiful I've ever been. And happy birthday, my love. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that he even said Ashcombe, uh is big, I think, mm-hmm. for that note. So you kind of get a flash of Esgi reading it, and then you get a little flash of uh, Osgur too. When he was, like, packing everything up, he had his box, the special box that he had prepared, and that was the note that he had on top of it. But he took it all down after the whole situation with Sardar. So it's it's sad, especially because of how much Osgur has really opened up during this yeah. whole time. So you can tell that he's been really, really hurt by the situation and by Esgi. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Well, and, um, crap, I just lost my spot in my notes. Sorry, you guys. Um, his parents are worried. Did we talk? Mm. Yeah. His parent. well, yeah, his parents. All of, everybody's worried. All the because, people, yeah. Yeah, because the girls and Esgi's parents are at the apartment. And they're like, where is she? We don't know what's going on. And then Sevim and Fitnat are, they don't know where Oscar is and they think that he's with Esgi. So everybody's yes. freaking out. Yes. Um, but she does wind up getting home mm-hmm. fairly quickly after that. And mm-hmm. um, she kind of lets them all have it. Yeah, she does. You know, like 
and you can't blame her. So she is clearly upset. She basically is like, none of you guys were thinking about me and what I would have wanted. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm going to pack my stuff. Ask Unal, can we drive back to Bursa tonight? Like, mm-hmm. I'm done. So, um, you know, then we kind of get as Guy's packing her bag, Osger just kind of winds up leaving. He was kind of sitting in the middle of like the party scene at the – is that part of his restaurant or is that like a different club he goes to? I – assumed it was part of the restaurant okay from from the first episode and then with this too yeah like maybe it's like kind of the nightclub side of things or something yeah yeah okay so either way he's just not into it and he Mm -hmm. he leaves so um now his mom and aunt are freaking out naveen's freaking out blaming osger yeah they and they're all out like fighting around the pool in the you yes. know, on the terrace, and it's Ezgi who comes out and breaks it up, right? Like, it is. Listen, well, go ahead. Oh, yeah, just like that's enough. Mm-hmm. There's nothing here to argue over. Like, we're done. I'm gone. There's nothing between us anymore. So leave me and leave my family alone. Basically, you yeah. got you got what you wanted. Yep. Well, because Nevin is calling them snakes, and they're like getting super offended. Yeah. And then yeah, Ezgi comes out, and she's just had it. She's yeah. like. Just leave us alone. This is exactly what you guys wanted. Just every everything that you said. So yeah, uh, she's running away with them, and she's finally gonna get well. Not finally, but she's gonna get some peace after this whole situation. Yeah. So, um, they wait for Osgur to get home. They try to get everything out of him. Like, mm-hmm. what's wrong? They start making assumptions about Esgi playing him, and. You know, he kind of winds up giving Fitna a death stare. He doesn't really answer any of their questions or assumptions and is no. just kind of like, good night. Yeah. Like, um, and, but Fitna's like all proud. Like, we accomplished it. Look at us. Like. Yeah. And then Savim is actually kind of sad for Osger. Like, well, I still feel bad that he's hurt by all of this. Yeah. She can tell that he's really upset. Yeah. So that's kind of the first regret that we see from her. Yeah. And. At this point, I was like, okay, so is this the end of the interfering mamas? Like, can we have them? I know. Can we have this be over, please? Because I know. It's it was too much. I agree. I was completely done with it last episode, if you guys listened. Like, because I – and I think I talked about, like, I had a lot of hope for them yeah. at the beginning. And it was just like, I'm done with the super annoying, overly bearing, um, super wants to be in control of their kids' love lives type of a thing. Right. So, so we've got uh, Ezgi driving back to Bursa with Mom and Unal, um, and then the next morning, uh, Sevim and Fitnat are they're leaving. They're heading mm-hmm. out. They've it's mission accomplished. So they're gonna go. And um, Osgur, we get a quick call between him and his lawyer. Yes. Because we know that the license situation is still pending. They're still having major issues with that. So he makes a quick call um, to just see how things are going. Yeah. And is that the Erkenji Kush parking garage? Is that the Fikri Harika parking garage he's in? Oh, that's a, I have no idea. I didn't even notice. Yeah. It looks – I think it was Moran who first pointed it out. But um, yeah, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's the same parking garage they use. It totally could be. So um, – now we've got Ezgi back in Bursa. She's kind of sadly just staring at her phone. 
Mm-hmm. Um, she's distracted, so she kind of just piles her plate high with breakfast. <laughs> and her parents are like, are you going to eat all that? Um, she starts talking crap on Istanbul and how terrible it is, like uh-huh. how it's better that she's here, you know, which we all know is a load. <laughs> yes, totally. And we pan back over to the hospital mm-hmm. where Sardar and Levant kind of chat. They're, you know, talking about everything with Osgur and Ezgi. Levant kind of adds fuel to that fire because he tells Sardar where Ezgi went. I know. Like, that she went back to Bursa with her family. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I know you saw she was upset at that party. Like, yeah, you didn't hear her, you know, lay into everyone afterwards. Yeah. But, like, yeah, he's just, I don't know. He's something else. Yeah. I I agree. It's because so. it's not that I even get he – I don't even think he has, like, ill intentions as much as it is, like – he just kind of wants to be on the side of whoever is around at that moment. Like, yeah, he's he's a hard one to really pin down with his motivations. And yeah, because he – I don't see him as a bad guy. Right. And I, I mean, mean – I don't like him in regards to everything with John Sue. He's terrible in a relationship. Yes. But he's yes. not – yeah, he's not a villain. No. Mm-hmm. No. So it's it's just – Weird. He's almost just like a, like a fire starter. Like, yes. Like he's a catalyst for stuff happening and kind yes. of going a little bit wild. Yes. So we get uh, Osgur because after the phone call with his lawyer, he knows that stuff with the license is still going to be a big issue. Mm-hmm. So he drives over like a bat out of hell. Yep. And goes to see Tolga. We find out that Tolga is his cousin who has been in America for a while, and now he's back. There was a weird thing in their conversation because Tolga's like, oh, I'm Fitnat's son. But he's not. And then Osgur's like, no, you're not. You're Ayater's son. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's weird that he would make a – like that he would not lie, but – Right. So, shoot, and I thought I took screenshots of this too because I actually put a call out on Twitter asking for clarification on that. Okay. And it – he, his dad is Osger's dad's brother. Okay. So, so they're paternal cousins. Correct. Because okay. what it sounds like is Tolga's dad got into a lot of trouble, gambling yeah, like debts and gambling. things, mm-hmm. and um, Osger's dad would bail him out. Right. So he right. never really learned from it. Right. I also thought that the KFC was a funny touch. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a big bucket of KFC. So weird. But I love it. <laughs> so yeah, the way he barges in, he, you know, asks how I get, how do I get rid of you? Basically, what do you want? Right. And it kind of turns into an argument, and um, Tolga tells him to watch his movements, and that just kind of sets him off, and he starts throwing and breaking stuff. Oh yeah. Well, and and Tolga's like acting all tough. He grabs a bat. He's like, this bat could break anything. Yeah. And Osgur's like, all right, you want it to break stuff? I'll show you. And uh-huh. he grabs it and starts busting stuff. <laughs> so while while this was playing live, Jason walked into the room and was like, why do those people look like they're selling cocaine in the 1980s? <laughs> so funny because their wardrobes would totally fit they've got john in this weird blazer thing with the big giant safety Uh pins (laughs) yep oh my gosh so i was cracking up honestly this episode i was like um i'm team giselle and can we please 
cut off these sleeves because he was in these giant shirts and I was just mm-hmm. not a fan of his clothing this episode. Yeah, I didn't love the safety pin thing, but I loved his final outfit. He the looked- big huge shirt. In when he's in like all light blue and I must be thinking of a different He's like in he's like in Levi five oh ones, a very light blue, like halfway unbuttoned shirt, and it looks good. It looks good. I promise. So while you look for photos of that. mm -hmm. I'm I'm thinking of a different a different one. It was um maybe like day two. Okay. I, I don't know. I just remember the shirt was all like huge and billowy and like yeah. half tucked in and I was like, What the heck? Why why is that shirt so big? <laughs> so anyway. Um yeah, so they it comes to a head and Uzger is he's over it. He's mad. He wants Tolga to leave him alone. He's like, What's your damage? Can you please just leave me alone after everything that we've been through? Yeah. And he leaves and yeah. I, doesn't he say like um yeah he's like leave me be and i don't ever want to see you again yeah and he takes off which we all know in dz land when you say that <laughs> means you're absolutely going to see them again oh yeah multiple times yeah <laughs> so esgi is we're back in bursa esgi tells her mom she's gonna go for a walk in the forest and i wrote ssdgm esgi uh stay out of the forest yep and so Naveen's kind of worried, but Unal tells her, just be patient. She's got to work through this stuff herself. Like, she's going to be fine. Um, and meanwhile, Osgur's driving back from his meeting with Tolga. And this song comes on. She she has a song on in her headphones. He has this song playing. Mm-hmm. And it, like, kind of just makes them nostalgic. And it's the song that was playing at the end of the episode when they were heading back, isn't it? After I, oh, they were the wedding. supposed to be done after mm-hmm. the wedding. Yeah. So, so there's a little sentimental moment. They're both yeah. obviously thinking about each other and missing each other. Yeah. So they both wind up shutting it off because they can't deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And then her phone rings and you can kind of tell she looks hopeful. Like maybe it was Osgur calling. But mm-hmm. of course it's not. It's Sardar. Yeah. So he keeps trying to call her and then he sends her a text that says, can you call me? And Did you notice that it said, can you call me? And it's like a question mark and an exclamation point. Wow. I was like, uh, aggressive much? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. No, Sardar. You can chill. Exactly. <laughs> so we we do a little switch over to Sardar. And um, she he ends up – hang on. Sorry. Tolga winds up calling him. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. I lost my place. My yeah. Notes. So Tolga calls him. John Sue's calling Esgi. To no avail. Yes. She won't take the, the her phone calls. And right. Lamont comes up and sees that she's upset. Tries to play dumb and keep her from reaching out to Sardar to find – because she's like, well, I'm going to find out, you know, what went wrong, what happened between them. But, of course, Lavant doesn't want her talking to Sardar because more of that story will f- spill out. Mm-hmm. And you can tell she's like – at that point, she's a little bit suspicious of him, like why he's being so pushy about it. But she doesn't yeah. really – you know, she doesn't push it. Yeah, well, and he – it's it's funny because this is the first time in the show that Levant has a tell when he's lying about something because every time this comes up with him, mm-hmm. he ca- he's like <coughs> – he starts to cough. Oh. So that's totally his tell because every single time Jansu asks him or somebody else talks to him about it, he starts coughing because he's covering it up. Okay. So 
Um, we have Naveen talking with Ezgi. She basically wants real answers about what happened. Mm-hmm. And basically, Ezgi tells her, like, you know what? I did what you wanted and you got the result you wanted. So just accept that and be okay with it. You know, and that seems to actually put Naveen in her place mm-hmm. and to give her some perspective on how much she's been hounding her daughter yep. and the fact that all of this stuff isn't necessarily her business yeah. and that she really was overstepping with the whole situation. Yeah. So I was really glad that Ezgi stood up to her mom, that she stood up to her friends and just outright told them, listen, you weren't thinking about me at all mm-hmm. and you guys – did this without consulting me and just being honest about her feelings with the whole situation. Yeah, I agree. So we're back in Istanbul. Emery shows up to work on a scooter. And, um, he, he like throws the keys to the ballet. Yeah. Park it in a good spot. <laughs> uh, he and Gizem, of course, start out with their morning banter, bickering type stuff. And it's about Ezgi, of course. And yes. um, But then Ozgur and Ozan get to work. Gizem kind of laughs with excitement and glee when they find out that Ezgi's no longer employed there. She's like, she's like delirious uh-huh. because she's so happy. It's ridiculous. I was like, dang, girl, you are cold as ice. I know. Okay, listen. <laughs> that actress is so beautiful. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what are they doing to, to her, her hair? hair? I know. The past two episodes. It's terrible. I'm like, how dare you do this beautiful girl, this disservice? <laughs> Unless it's something that she's like, hey, I don't want you to straighten my hair anymore. Then sure, I totally get it. Right. But maybe she's like trying to do like let it be curly and I'm not sure. But if it is the stylist who is doing this, I have uh, a formal no. complaint. Yeah. I'm going to be writing a strongly worded letter because <laughs> like – how that's so rude that I they're know. doing that to her. I know. I mean, she still looks great because she's just gorgeous. Right. But I'm like, rude, whoever yeah. decided to do that. Oh, I completely agree. I'm like, it. it's just got too much product in it. And yeah, and I'm like, I, I get, I, I don't know. I get that they're going for a look. Yeah. But personally, I thought that her hair, like she had great hair. Mm-hmm. The first, like, seven episodes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, what's going on? Yep. I agree. So, um, finally, we get to say goodbye to Savim and Feet Not for most of the episode. And I wrote, I won't miss you. <laughs> but, yeah. of course, Feet Not's, like, telling Haidar, you're our eyes and ears. They basically, mm-hmm. you know, promise her or promise him Gizem. Mm-hmm. If, yes, they promise Haidar Gizem. Yeah. If... He keeps them informed. Yeah. And sorry, but when he makes her his background on his phone, they're making him such a creep, you guys. They are. They're making him a creep. I was like, I hope this doesn't escalate. Like, this is escalation behavior. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. So, anyhow, um, but we end up having nosy Gizem regarding Ozon and Ozger because they're out chatting. So she wants Emre to like spy and use his super read li- uh, lip reading, super yes. hearing skills. It's so. So do you think that the whole lip reading thing is a nod to Ek? Because Maybe. JJ, because Anul's ca- character, right. JJ, would try would quote lip read, but it was all always really off yeah. and really terrible. It could be, and how this time it's like 
he he's usually, actually accurate. Uh-huh. He can tell exactly what they're talking about. So that would be kind of fun if it was a oh, like a little Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. So um, basically what's being talked about is Tolga and the drama and Osger ends up telling um, Ozon that he took out a loan against the restaurant to cover the costs of the fact that now the restaurant's being delayed with openings. They don't mm-hmm. have the license yet. Of course, Ozon is concerned, but um, – and so is Emray, but, you know, we'll just – we'll see what happens. Right, right. So we switch over and uh, we have Tolga and Sardar actually meeting, and they have a little conversation about – he's basically just asking, hey, what's your problem with Osgur? Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you want from me? So that's kind of left very nebulous. We have a few – curious nebulous meetings between Tolga and Sardar this episode and we're never really given an answer about what the technical plan is right so they're just up to nefarious things exactly they have a mutual enemy at this point yeah doesn't Sardar even say that like the enemy of my enemy is my friend yes yeah um so we kind of have we have a sad working out montage (laughs) now (laughs) I I feel like that scene where he's like laying by the pool was so purposeful for his audience. Like they're like, let's throw these girls a bone. Yeah, because we got we got a couple, you know, moments of panning over to Ezki and her trying to um, take her mind off the situation. She's like reading. She's journaling. She's listening to music. But when. It was mostly of Oscar, and it's like my note. I put push-ups can't help us. Neither can jump rope, Tesla, or coffee, or music, or reading. <laughs> so okay, so listen. Did you watch the behind the scenes of this? No. Okay, it's very cool because the part where he starts out jump roping and then he runs over to snuggle Tesla and then he's okay. out and he has a drink out on by the pool. Yeah, that was all done in one shot. <gasps> That's like awesome. Because if you notice, the camera never like switches. It just rolls. So he was – so he did his jump roping. He hurries and pulls his shirt off, runs to the next part while the camera slowly panning to it, puts the next shirt on, and runs over to snuggle Tesla as Tesla's handler uh, hands Tesla over to John. Uh-huh. And then – when the camera pans off of them, he gets up, goes out the slider as the camera's panning the other way, puts on another shirt, and has a drink. So that, that it looks like it's so all happening cool. over the course of, like, throughout like the day. days, yeah. But it all happens in one shot. He just had to be quicker than the camera with his wardrobe change and whatever he had to be doing. That is so cool. It's I need really to cool. watch that. It's on his Instagram. So, yeah, it's really good. So That's I just had to awesome. point that out because I loved that. Yeah, that's so cool. So anyhow, um, yeah, like you said, Esgi's crying in the forest. She's trying to, you know, deal with this. And then we – and we do wind up getting a gratuitous pool exit from him, (laughs) albeit sad. (laughs) And then he tries to be – he tries to, like, DJ at the – you know, at the restaurant. and He's, like, trying to, you know, all his old haunts, all of the stuff that used to make him happy. But he feels empty inside now because now he has – now he knows what love is. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, they're just they're just a couple of little sad babies right now. They are. 
So Jansu and Denise are like, we miss our girl. It's been a week. She's been gone, but it feels like it's been a month. Yeah. And I, Den- I appreciated that because I was like, okay, how much time is passing? It felt yes. like a long time. I agree. And, you know, I, I Denise is like so on it this whole episode. I know. I love I it. Agree. Because, you know, because Jansu's like, how did she not know we were just trying to do something great for her and, um, you know – you know, make sure that she's with the best person and blah, blah, blah. And Denise is like, okay, but really how well do we know someone? Just because they have a great career doesn't mean they're a great person. Exactly. Or that they're the right person for our friend. Yes. And she mentions that they didn't even ask Esgi any of this. They just decided for her. So it's, I just appreciate Denise a lot. Yeah, me too. So yeah, John Sue's still concerned about it, but Denise is like, it's Esgi's choice, and we need to just do what we can to support our friend. Mm-hmm. So I just wrote, yeah, y'all didn't listen. Duh. So it's time to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so go ahead. She she um ends up, right? Is this when Denise calls Ozan? Well, yeah. We, we pan over really quickly to the creepy siblings. Um, <sighs> That's right. And Tolga shows up while he and Yashim are hanging out, while uh, Sardar and Yashim are hanging out. And I wrote, can he and Yashim just be together and go off to America? They seem to fit well. Yeah, they would be a great couple. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just get this vibe. I don't like – because it's clear that I know Sardar and Yashim in real life are not siblings. Right. But it it's not even – I don't know. There's just this weird vibe between them when they're in a scene and I don't like it because they're supposed to be siblings, but they feel like too close to be siblings. And it's just weird. I It's just weird for me. I'm like, you guys are giving off like not cool sibling vibe. <laughs> and it's it's not their fault. Like, I'm sure they're great actors. I just. Yeah. I don't want to say there's like a chemistry between them, but there's like. I don't know. Just yeah. the fact when they like when they showed up to the party a few episodes ago and he kind of had his hand on the small of her back, like those are just not siblingy things to me. Sure. <laughs> and while they are probably naturally like polite gentleman things he was likely just doing naturally. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyways. Yeah, so um Oh, that's right. She also – sorry, another thing with, with Denise, because Denise is the one that actually ends up saying, uh, you know, with even with Levant, she told you to listen to your heart, mm-hmm. and she tried to tell us, and we didn't even – and Jansu's like, yeah, we didn't even listen to her. Yeah. And Denise says, yeah, because Ezgi is in love with Oscar, mm-hmm. and she couldn't tell us because she was embarrassed. And John Sue's like, yeah, she's right to be mad at us. And I don't think she's just angry either. Otherwise, so that's Denise. Sorry. She says, I don't think she's just angry either. Otherwise, she wouldn't have left. She wouldn't have quit her job. Mm -hmm. So they're really trying to figure out, okay, that couldn't be the only thing. She couldn't just be mad at us because that is too small for her to leave, quit her job, move out of the apartment, and go back to Bursa. Right. It's just too much. Yeah. So they kind of start to troubleshoot and they figure out that it has to do with Ozgur. And uh, that's when Denise ends up calling Ozan because they're like, okay, we got to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So who else would be better at this than asking his best friend? Right. So, yeah. So Denise basically asks him if they can meet. And 
Um, he's like, yeah, let's do it. Ozon winds up getting Osgur to like take his headphones off or whatever probably <laughs> sad thing he's listening to. And tells him he's going to go meet with Denise and I think kind of tries to get Osgur to come with him. But Osgur's like, yeah, I don't. No interest. Like, but have fun. Well, did you did you catch his little his little taunt to him? Because uh, Osgur had his headphones in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Ozan's like, Osgur, Osgur. He's like trying to catch catch his attention. And he finally waves uh, his hand in front of his face. And Ozgur's like, nah. <laughs> he's like, huh? <laughs> and and Ozan, oh my gosh, such a troll. Under his under his voice, he's mm-hmm. like, Eski. He whispers Eski to him. Oh, I did not <laughs> catch that. Yeah. And then when he tells him he's going to spend the day with Denise, he's like, do you have anything you want me to say to her maybe? So okay. he's trying to get information out of him and – kind of maybe taunt him into giving up info but he i just loved that i love oh, okay his little, his little taunt of whispering eski <laughs> <laughs> oh ozan he's so i love him such a good friend so uh we pan back over to the creepy siblings really quickly mm-hmm. and saradar calls naveen mm-hmm. and i was like oh maybe she's done interfering because she at first is kind of like hesitant with him but then yeah. we don't see this but on screen it basically seems like she tells him well she's here with us and here's where we are mm-hmm. um well, and then right before he calls they say something about okay let's start the plan into motion like yeah. great mm-hmm. so then uh osger's having lunch with this guy the guy from the bank who i'm mm-hmm. assuming like he was getting the loan from and basically what it sounds like is if he doesn't re- resolve the license issue soon, there's going to be loan issues mm-hmm. and financial issues. Mm-hmm. And so – and I wrote – see, and I wrote, he looks so good in that gray shirt. So I liked that – I liked this shirt <laughs> that he's wearing while he's meeting with the loan guy. I've got to see which one this is. Is it's, it the same one that he wore to Bursa? I believe so. Yes, because he's like in kind of tight black blackish pants and the gray yeah. shirt. Okay, I think. no, no, I I like that one. Okay, I like that outfit. Yeah, because me too. It must be the the one after that. Okay, so anyhow, um, <laughs> let's be very clear. Yes, about like this has any bearing on I know. anything? It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, but it does. <laughs> I know. I'm not even sorry. <laughs> That we spend so much time analyzing his wardrobe. So um, anyhow, yeah. So that that's the whole point of that scene is we know there's going to be issues if this license doesn't get resolved soon. Yes. Yes. So we have Levant and Jansu in the car. And Jansu is suspicious that he knows more than he's letting on mm-hmm. regarding Esgi, Sardar, Osgur. Um, but instead, he just turns around on her and starts teasing her about all of her phobias. Like, this, he's such I a know. tool when it comes to her. It drives me up a wall. He really is. And then they end up making a plan to hang out with Zeynep the next day. They're going to go swimming. Yes. Because that's kind of what sparks the whole phobia thing. Yes. Because he's like, John Sue, you're fine. You have phobias about everything. How am I supposed to keep track? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Turd. So... <laughs> Meanwhile, Esgi's working at the restaurant. She gets a phone call from Tolga. How convenient. Uh-huh. 
who basically offers her a job with his company, Red Dreams. He, you know, like, you have a great resume, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Even says, like, we'll hold the position for you until you're back and we can interview you. Like, so clearly there's an ulterior motive here, but. Oh, totally. She doesn't know that. Mm -hmm. So, um. Then we get then we get Denise and Ozon time. Yes. And they just they talk about everything that went on. Ozon clears up exactly what happened, like how Osger actually saw everything, and you know. So what else was he supposed to think? Because he sees Sardar putting this necklace on her and this fancy party mm-hmm. that he just assumed she must have known about and not told him about. Like, so you know, we kind of get a little bit of that untangled. Um, yeah, and yeah. So then we pan over to swim lessons with Levant at John mm-hmm. Sue's. Yeah. So he's, you know, trying to teach her. There's – but she she still doesn't trust him with the water because mm-hmm. he pushed her in the first time. Right. And he's like, what are you? Are you afraid of me? You don't trust me? She's like, of course I don't. Are you kidding me? You just shoved me in the water. Exactly. And he's like, well, I thought that you could swim. It's not a big deal. So anyway – yeah. The water is cold. He's talking about swimming like animals, the, all this silly stuff. Yeah. Um, but she essentially figures out that he's hiding something. Yep. Because she keeps trying to bring it up and he's doing his weird cough thing and then he's trying to avoid her. I did think it was funny. He's like, this pool is so small. I can't even run away from you. Yes. <laughs> so, but that works out because she winds up getting to interrogate him and mm-hmm. he starts to tell her everything. So while that's happening – uh. It's Denise and Ozon discussing everything. And this is when basically Ozon tells him like – or tells her like, listen, this is the first time I've ever seen him like this. Yep. Like he's in love. Mm -hmm. This isn't just, you know, like this is not how he normally is. So this Mm -hmm. is a real – these are real feelings for him. And, you know, he kind of gives a sweet speech about um, like love kind of defying logic or reason. Mm -hmm. Do you have any of that? I think I do, yeah. Because Denise is upset, you know. She's like, um, we messed everything up yeah. after everything that they've been through. And now they're actually uh, – they have feelings for each other. And he says, there's nothing wrong or right here, Denise. I understand that they're trying to do – that you're trying to do your best for Esgi. But when it comes to love, there's no such thing as right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Osger is in love with Esgi. And as I understood it, the feelings are mutual. I believe in the power of love. I always have. It's such a real power. It's such a power that when it becomes real, nothing and no one can stand in front of you. And she's like, so that's what you think? And he's like, yeah, it is. So she's kind of saying, you know, we have to do something to fix the situation. We can't just leave it. And so they uh, essentially, they're interrupted at that point. But you can tell that they want to help they want to fix the situation they want to do what they can to bring Oscar and Esgi back together right and so and that's kind of what happens as we pan back over to the end of Levant spilling everything to Jonsu and she's like mm-hmm. okay well we need to fix this mm-hmm. and then Denise and Ozon get caught up in like an ad <laughs> and a photo shoot that's happening <laughs> yeah it's it's very cute awkwardness because they just want wind up being like hey you guys are going to be our models we're desperate do this, do that. And it's like awkward. But then he like places her hand on his chest and is like, just relax and look into my eyes. And uh-huh. it's like, it's, it's a very cute moment. It's super cheesy, but I loved, I loved it so much. I know. I didn't even care that it was cheesy. I didn't either. 
It was just too good. I was like, I was like, this is an utterly pointless scene that I will absolutely watch and uh-huh. take. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So now, okay, I have to say I appreciate that this got solved in the first half of the episode. We didn't drag out this giant misunderstanding for the next three episodes. That Jonsu and Levant sit down with Osger, and um, basically they tell him everything that happened. Uh-huh. Like, okay, here's what happened. Yes. You thought that she knew about this, but really it was something. It was a surprise. She didn't even know Sardar was in charge of it. She had no idea he was going to be there, that any of that was waiting for her. Mm-hmm. And I just – I loved that because his face immediately is like he has no regret. Mm-hmm. Um or I'm sorry, he has regret and remorse on his face. Right. Like, he immediately realizes that he jumped to conclusions without talking to her first and assumed the worst and then reacted based on that. Yeah. And he and he believes them. Yes, which he does. was so huge. Right. Because then he's like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm driving to Bursa right now yeah. to go get her. And I'm like, yes. Like, yep. I love that resolve to just like, I'm not waiting. I need to fix this. I messed up and I need to make it right. Absolutely. It's, it's just very refreshing. It so, is. So, but I do have, again, DZ time exists in its own dimension oh. because mm. Bursa is like two hours from. Can you hear my dog barking? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, you guys. I'm just going to talk through it. That's fine. Um, so, anyhow, um, Bursa is like two hours from Istanbul. Okay. Okay. See, because they said in the show, they said it's one hour. Okay. Even so, let's just yeah. say it's an hour. Uh-huh. So he drives an hour to her and then ends up waiting because she won't see him. So right. he sits out and clearly time has passed because he's like sitting in his camping chair pretending to fish. He's got chai made. Yes. Like, okay. <laughs> then does get to talk to her. Uh-huh. It doesn't go well, which we'll get into that. But And then drives all the way back. And yet everyone's still at the restaurant. Like, no time <laughs> has passed. Like. <laughs> They just live at the restaurant, I think, yes. at this point it's in like, the show. I guess it's like the friends in Central Perk. Like, they're just... Yeah, they don't actually have real jobs. They just all hang out together. <laughs> but instead of at Central Perk, it's Lagavia. Yes. Which <laughs> I learned, again, from a behind the scenes, is actually a restaurant named People. They just hang the Lagavia sign over everything. Okay. I mean, um, it's got to be an actual restaurant because yes. for that to be a set that's like really intricate yes so it's a restaurant named people okay so anyhow um i just had to comment on that because i was like oh man it exists with the six minute dryers and all those other things we love yep. about turk dizzies yep time is just uh a human construct <laughs> time is a flat circle in, in turk uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. so let's talk about sardar showing up in bursa as osgar's driving there yes and I put just what a creep, even though I didn't find it creepy that John's drive or that Osgar's driving there because they actually had the beginnings of a relationship. They did. They've yeah. been on like, albeit fake, but they've been on dates. <laughs> well, and her reaction to him coming reflects that. And yes. Because she's not happy that he's there. She's like, what are you doing? Yep. You're a person who doesn't care what the other side feels. And right now, I'm on the other side. Yes. I love that she didn't fall for anything and that she mm-hmm. basically was like, I'm going to accept your apology, but there's a condition. Nothing yep. else is going to happen between mm-hmm. us. We're going to be friends and that's it between us from now on. Yep. 
And then he like fake chokes when he notices that Osgur gets there so that he can try to have some threatening moment with him. Like, what a joke. I know. What a jerk. So he but you know, Osgur comes and he's he's not um convinced. Mm-hmm. He's like, What are you doing here? It's not a situation. What I liked is that it wasn't a repeat of the first situation where right. he's seeing him, where he's seeing Sardar with Oz with Ezgi and He's automatically assuming the worst. He's like, you lied to me and I believed you and now you're going to pay. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, so let's see. There's a big confrontation. Yeah. They wind up just getting kicked out. The parents yeah. are like, listen, neither one of you gets to talk to her. You're causing a scene in our restaurant. Get out of here. Yeah. Sard- Sardar leaves, but Osgur's like, oh, she wants to be stubborn and not talk to me? Well, I can be stubborn too. And he pulls out his camp chair and his little – his travel chai thing. And yes. he sets up, you know, his Literal encampment. camp. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And it's so funny because he's like tried – as Unal's kicking him out – Unal has all these grocery bags, and and Oscar's like, "Here, do you do you need some help? I'll take those." Uh huh. <laughs> so, like trying to help them, and and he's like standing all far away because Unal's like, "Go, you got you guys get out of here. We won't have fighting in our place." Yep. And Oscar's like, "Eski, hey, hey, Eski, can I talk to you?" <laughs> I know, I love it so much. His persistence. He's, yeah, he's such an eager puppy in this. Yes, scene. he has so many good puppy dog faces, from like sad puppy dog to eager puppy dog to happy yes. puppy dog. Like, I love it. <laughs> so I love it. Um, he's determined. So mm-hmm. you know, we pan back over really quick because Emery and Levant kind of have a chat. The doctor and the barman. That's right. And basically, Levant's bragging that Jonsu couldn't resist his charisma. And I'm like, oh, but arf. And Emery's like, well, listen, Jonsu's the kind of person that expects certain things. So if you want to keep her, you're going to need to propose soon. Okay. So to me, this was not an accidental dialogue. Okay. And I feel like this is setting up the potential for Jonsu and Levant to end up engaged because this is something that was brought up originally when he's talking to Zainab, mm-hmm. and now Emre is like threatening him with the the potential of Jansu leaving him if they don't get married. Yep. And now Levant knows that Jansu might actually leave because she yep. has before. So- and I know you don't watch Fragments, so I won't spoil. But okay. from the Fragments for this next mm-hmm. episode, I think you're on the right track. Okay. Yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah. So um, I almost am like, are they wrapping things up? Because – that would be them wrapped up. And yeah. we see Denise and Ozan like getting closer. Yeah. And our main couple is reconciled by the end of this episode. Yeah. Like, I'm honestly curious because I'm like, are we just going to wrap everything up in, the, in a two, three, however many episodes? Yeah. And everybody's happy and that's our story? I mean, okay. Because obviously, spoiler, they wind up. reconciled like you said at the end of this episode like how nice would it be to just have like the next let's say there's like five episodes left Mm -hmm. just the next five them being together Mm -hmm. because there are other ways to create conflict than just breakups because listen y'all know how much we love ek Mm -hmm. but the number of breakups and yo-yoing that wound up happening between john and son m was too much yeah that show was probably 20 episodes too many amen yeah so 
yeah, it would just be really nice to see like the main couple actually getting to be a main the main couple mm-hmm. for more than an episode or two of peace. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like they it could would totally just... be together and it be like against the parents where it's the two yeah. of them against the world kind of a thing. Yeah. Which is something we always wished for with John and Sanem. Yes. It was like these these two love each other. We just need them to be together. So if that were the case and that's where it turned the conflict was because we know Sevim and Fitna are not going to be happy that right. they've reconciled. We know that Naveen and Unal are not going to be super thrilled either. Right. So I could see that being our, our latest conflict with yes. our main couple. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting to me. I'm like, okay, this is very purposeful. So it just makes me curious. I'm like, are we getting to where everybody's going to be wrapped up and married? Yeah. And then is that the end like what is the deal so yeah i'm i'm curious i would i would like to see them i think you know and i think we've said this before less is more a lot of times i'd rather have so many shows yes american shows turkish like yes (laughs) i would much rather have high quality content that amen is only 20 episodes or less yep of something then and i you know i've even said this about um one of the episodes. One of the episodes when we found out Senchal Kapama was like sold internationally. We know that it like it's supposed to guarantee like a certain number of episodes because they want them to be able to break up into a certain number of like forty five minute episodes. Yes. But even so, I'm like, okay, as long as it doesn't mean stretching out stories and plots that really shouldn't be. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So you want the success of a show like hasn't but Bionish has been sold right to a few countries. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's amazing, but at the same time, you're like you you don't want it to run too long, and then the right. story is all weird, and yes. so it's it's a hard place because you want shows that you love to continue, but right. you also want a really good story, right? And it's as much as it sucks, it's better to have it end and go, man, I'm so sad that's over, than to be like, oh, it's finally over. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so anyway, I was just uh, curious about that because I'm like, yeah. okay, these are very specifically <laughs> put dialogue. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Um, so Osgur's still outside fishing in the dirt, <laughs> which I said, listen, if anyone could catch fish in an environment like that, it would be John Yaman. So <laughs> they would they would see him and they would jump out of the water just uh-huh. to be near him. Absolutely. <laughs> So Ezgi goes to send him away. She's like, I'm going to go out there and send him away. I can't believe he's still here, even though she's secretly thrilled that he's still there waiting for oh, her. totally. But let me tell you, I am so proud of what she says to him and that mm-hmm. she doesn't just fall into his arms. Like, And we kind of had this same thing happen on like both the DZs that we're covering have these women who like – they're they're not just like swooning into the the hero's arms because he finally did one thing right. Like, yep. you know what I mean? It's, it's awesome. Yeah, and I love it. So um, we had that with Edda last week on Senshal Kapama, and now we're getting it with Ezki. And, you know, because she co- comes out and basically tells him like, you know, this is stupid. Please leave. Mm-hmm. And he says, but I already said I wouldn't leave until I spoke to you. And you guys, his puppy dog faced this whole I conversation. Oh. So he says, is Ezgi is stronger than I am? I would have been like, okay. Uh-huh. For real. <laughs> I forgive you. Let me go buy you a fish. Uh-huh. 
(laughs) So he says, if necessary, I'll wait until morning until you'll listen to me. And so she says, fine, say what you want. Let's go. And he says, oh, he's like surprised that she gave him the time of day. So he's like, "Uh, okay, give me a second. When you said that, um, I have to collect my thought. (laughs) He says, okay, okay, wait. I made a mistake. I hurt you a lot. And I understand that. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And she says, Osger, I'm really interested. Why did you do this? Because again, all we know is, all she knows is that he ended it. Yeah. So he says, why did I do this? Okay. On your birthday, I saw you with Sardar. And I thought you wanted to celebrate your birthday with him. That's to say your plans went in that direction as if you were wanting to celebrate with him. And he's like, of course, now I know you weren't aware of any of that. Mm-hmm. And um, and he says, but of course, me seeing you with him and in that position, in that pose, it was upsetting. Mm-hmm. And he says, because of that, I went crazy. And she goes, oh, and you didn't even deign to tell me about it, right? Mm. And she says, I can't believe this, that you thought that. You thought I was lying to you and doing things behind your back. Mm-hmm. Could Do you not recognize me or know me at all? Am I that frivolous? And she says, well, what are you? And he says, you're absolutely right. And unfortunately, I wasn't thinking logically at the time. Huh. And he says, you really were right. And she goes, um, or no, I'm sorry. She says that. You know what? You really were right. There was mm-hmm. nothing between us. She says, you have not a drop of trust or faith in me. There was absolutely nothing. That is, and he says, that is, I mean, don't say that. And she says, well, what can I say? Um, what do you want to hear? And he says, okay, let's say, um, let's say you did, or she says, okay, let's say you did get it wrong. How did you not tell me about this? Hmm. Like basically, okay, you saw that, assumed it, but why, why didn't you bring it up right then? Yeah. She says, you just kicked me out of your life like I'm nobody. She says, Osger, looking me straight in the eye, you kick, you said all of that and that we were a lie. She says, have you not thought at all how it would hurt my soul? And then he gives her this really sad, sad look. And he yeah. says, I wasn't thinking. I didn't think until later. He said, the words I said were wrong and they don't reflect, reflect reality. And she says, do you know what is correct, though? Your selfishness. Do you know what you were thinking at that time? I'll tell you. Your pain, your pain, and your anger. You. Only you. She says, how my heart burned in that moment, how you hurt me, how much I'm angry, you didn't think about any of that. You're so selfish. And then he looks down and he heart-wrenchingly apologizes again and basically asks for her forgiveness and she says don't ask don't ask for this in vain you didn't trust me at all you never trusted how can uh what can there be if there is no trust and she says so again you were right there's nothing between us and then she says the word that sends all of us dz watchers oh. into a panic as soon as she said that i was like no because she tells him <laughs> get and all of our uh, all of our hearts collectively broke. Yes. Seriously. So, That's so, yeah. They they all do it. All those DC uh-huh. writers, they're like, we know how to break their hearts. Uh-huh. One word. Geets. Yep. <laughs> so Osgr he does leave. He gets he does. He gets back to Lagabia again in some insanely quick amount of time. Twenty minutes. And <laughs> super speed. <laughs> did you notice he did his 
bridge nose pinching. Yes, I did. Yep, that's that's such a yaman. I'm so upset, sad puppy dog. It is. Um, so he basically is like, she's still mad. She's still hurt. So he's sad. She's sad. Um, well, and then we we see her and she's upset because um, he he just leaves and mm-hmm. he tells them, you know, I'm going to go get some air. And we switch back and Esgi is obviously very upset and Unal comes to see how she's doing and he they have a very, very sweet conversation. Yes. he essentially is telling her, you know, I know about love too. <laughs> even, even Abi Unal knows about love. So why don't you tell me about it? And she says, well, you know, but you don't seem to understand anything. And she says, all those who can hurt my soul more, who can break my heart, I'm going to look for that man. So I end up looking for that man so he can hurt me. And then they break me and they break my heart and they go away. After all this, after all that I see, this world with broken dreams, with pain, I'm just looking and I'm just really tired. Mm -hmm. And Unal says, well, this is love, daughter. It's pain that burns through the human heart. But if you're happy, you become a completely different person. And she says, okay, well, but how long does this happiness last, Brother Unal? Three days? I'm already tired. I'm tired of the tears, the broken dreams, the pain that follows just three days of happiness. I'm already tired. Uh, Maybe it should be okay. Maybe I don't understand any of this. But... And you may not know how to do this. And he's like, look, I know you're very offended. I know you're very upset. And you know best of what you went through. Mm -hmm. But the best cure for this is time. And she's like, oh, time. Yeah, time eases the pain, Unalabi. But I'm the same as I ever was. The pain will decrease and I'm leaving, but my soul hurts again. I'll find somebody to annoy me, to break my heart, mm. and I'll live this pain over and over again. Yeah. I need to change. I need to take a closer look at myself. And I loved this. She said, I need to take a closer look at myself because maybe I'm waiting too long. Maybe I should lower my expectations. I want to marry, but maybe my obsession with marriage and children is making me, leading me to make mistakes. She, she's like, you may not want any of this, and maybe none of this applies to me. But that's why I make mistakes. I'm in too much of a hurry. And so he's kind of comforting her saying, you know, if you want to have a family, you'll have a family. If you want to marry, you'll get married. And so she's like, now she's kind of questioning everything at this point. Because she's been hurt so many times that she's like, maybe I don't want to get married. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe this isn't my dream. Exactly. So, you know, she's essentially after this whole little heart to heart He's telling her not to give up on anything, not to get not to give up on her dreams, and she's kind of saying, "Well, maybe I need to reevaluate my dreams." Mm-hmm. So it's a good conversation, and I agree. I felt like it was really important for Esgi to kind of hash all of it out with somebody, mm-hmm. and to be able to share all of her hurt that she's gone through over and over again with these guys, you know? Yeah. I agree. Well, and, like, again, just to see, like, I like that before the reconciliation, she's come to this place where she's going to be okay if that's not 
what happened. Exactly. Because she's realizing that she's put so many eggs in that basket and there's mm-hmm. more to life than that. Yep. And that while those things are not wrong to desire and want and to have goals towards. Right. Um, that there are other dreams and things she could be pursuing. So I, I like that development and that growth. Me too. A lot. And because, yeah, the fact that she came to that conclusion before mm-hmm. the reconciliation. Yes. So yeah, because then she's not just another desperate heroine who just needs the man to come into her life and make everything better and fulfill all and her fix dreams. Her and yes. Yes. Yep. yes. So totally. Um then we have Osgur and Ozon bro time and you know Osgur's pride's basically keeping him from doing anything else at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, so the group is trying to come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. And they're at Levant's house at this point. And Levant's all high strung about his house. And part of me was like, oh, I feel him on that. <laughs> like, I know that was supposed to like paint him in an annoying light. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, oh, what a snob. <laughs> Kristen's all, Levant, I understand. <laughs> I do. I was like, oh, man. I I know I'm supposed to hate him for this right now. <laughs> oh but gosh. I totally don't. Although, all that to be said, I loved that Jonsu purposely oh. spilled something on the carpet after that. Yes. And then Queen said. Queen moment. And then said to him, I did that on purpose. Like, <laughs> so good because he is being he is being rude like they're there just none of them were actually doing anything like spilling things or whatever like they're walking on the rug Uh they're setting their drinks down as they should Uh like but he's just being super picky about it like i have coasters all over my house i prefer people to use coasters like i get it i i've i don't think i've ever been like weird about someone walking on my rug though because like that's what it's for yeah except for if they have like work boots on that have a bunch of like nasty stuff on them yeah well that's gross but that's just gross yeah (laughs) but like clearly ozon's wearing clean shoes like yeah it yeah so it was clearly over the top but i did understand his heart a little bit there so (laughs) So Kristen relating to Levant. So all that to be said, they come up with the idea to repeat Osger's birthday surprise. Yes. So um, then we get a little bit of Ozden cuteness. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she's like, and then they'll have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And Ozan says, or a happy start. Yes. And they stare at each other. Yes. <laughs> so then we get over to our sad barefoot in sweats and extra long sleeved t-shirt Osger. Mm -hmm. let's all take a moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) as he's snuggling his dog like i mean is there a better picture could it be a a worse assault on her ovaries no i don't think it could have been nope so he he's kind of contemplating calling her waiting for her to call she's doing the same thing and basically like well you're gonna be waiting a long time because i'm not calling you it's your it's your job to call me like the ball's in your court but they both have that attitude Mm -hmm. uh osger doesn't want the temptation anymore so he throws his phone in the pool (laughs) so then the next morning he tells tesla to get it yeah he says tesla (laughs) tesla's like uh no I thought he accidentally threw it. I didn't think he purposefully threw it. Oh, see, I thought he purposely did it. Oh, okay. I thought it was like an impulsive, like, 
thing and then okay like oh crap tesla go get it (laughs) maybe it was yeah so then we have the next morning naveen's all happy because eski's smiling and Mm -hmm. you know like we said like that talk with unal did her well and so i think she's in much better headspace and you know um so she's decided she's going to focus on her career right now the love thing is closed i've got an interview today and like that's Mm -hmm. what i'm focusing on yep so then we let's just cover this really quickly we have swimming with Zainab. She's okay, a brat. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. she basically pretends to drown once Levant goes to get them drinks. And Jansu, of course, comes through because she doesn't want to see a child drown. Yeah. All for Zainab to be like, ha I was joking. Yeah. Now, at least Levant, like, kind of lectured her and was like, yeah, we don't make jokes about danger. Don't do that again. Yes. Um, And then Levant is, like, impressed with Jansu's maternal skills he specifically talks yeah. about, which, again – there's stuff in the fragment that I'm like, okay, I think you're right that we're leading towards stuff. Okay. Um, Yeah. So that's essentially all that scene was. Yeah. Well, and then um, Jansu ends up confronting him about the marriage situation because Zainab says something yes. to her. She's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so glad you're not very sad about not getting married and not having children ever in your entire uh-huh. life. <laughs> Uh-huh. Just like, excuse me? Uh-huh. She plays it off with Zainab, but then she flat out confronts Levant about it. And I'm right. so glad for that. Yeah, um, except Levant is like, she's just a child. She needs to get used to the idea. And mm-hmm. Jansu's like, oh, okay, great. Thanks. That's all I needed. So yeah, it just – I know. But him, his splashing in the pool was like so weird and hilarious <laughs> to me. He's <laughs> just – he must be so much fun on set. <laughs> but now every time <laughs> now every time I see him and every time he does something really weird or like vaguely threatening, all I think of is Moran making the comparison between him and Hans Landa. And <laughs> if you don't know who that is, he is the villain in a Quentin Tarantino movie called Inglorious Bastards. He's a Nazi general, basically, and he's like super scary, but he's also weirdly hilarious. So anyway, it's <laughs> I just can't not see that now. Anytime <laughs> Levant is on screen doing his weird stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh my anyway. gosh! Anyway, so yeah, they send that gift back and forth to each other in our group oh chat a lot. She kills me. So anyhow, um. John, this is where I said John in all light blue, though. Oh, he's in these light blue, like Levi 501s, which I swear no man can look bad in. <laughs> and then this like dusty blue half unbuttoned shirt with the sh- with those shoes. I don't know. He in those glasses. He just looks really good from head to toe. Like that's not anything new, I guess. But like, I just really like it. So he he and Haidar kind of go back and forth. He makes a joke about that he's going to the circus. I yeah. I feel like there was a pun in there that we were supposed to get, but I think maybe it got lost in translation. I think so too. But basically, Haidar's asking about Ezgi. Osgur's suspicious of all his like really prying questions. It's awkward. And basically, he's like, yeah, open the gate. I need to go. And yeah. leaves. Yeah. And Haidar reports whatever that interaction was to Feet Not. Yes. So – What's next? So then there, um, it's the morning time at Lagabia, mm-hmm. and uh, Gizem straight up asks for Ezgi's job. Yes, she does. And so you know, 
kudos to her for being straightforward and just asking for what she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Oscar is like, well, I like you in your position now. You're, you can run the entire restaurant. Yeah. So it's so interesting to me that she wants that other job so badly mm-hmm. because this seems like the higher position. It does. So, yeah, I'm not sure if it's just she wants to be more associated with, like, the new hot restaurant or what. Right. Um, so, but you're right. He t- wants her to stay put. Mm-hmm. He gets a phone call from Hakan, the lawyer. Mm-hmm. It's bad news. So off he goes. He's like, I'm yeah. coming. Yeah. So now Esgi's at her interview. Where at? At Tolga's company. Yep. They're crossing the T's, dotting the I's. She's pretty much got the job. They're just kind of mm-hmm. laying out the conditions for her. They're very excited that she's mm-hmm. going to be working for them. And luckily, I, they, I thought they were going to cross paths, but they don't. Um, right. She's leaving to go do her thing. But Osger storms in looking for Tolga. Who's not there. He ends up calling him. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, gosh, what a snake. He's such a smarmy, slimy. Whoever this actor is, is doing a very good job at being this character. Yeah. He's in uh, Jason Vega Gazelle. Oh, is he? Well, is yeah. he like a smarmy guy in there too? He's he, he's not a good, well, he's like kind of a bad guy. He's very connected to like the main villain. Okay. Um, But... He's a little more complex than that. Okay. And, like, the whole attitude is completely different. This character is just bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> compared to the other guy that he played. Okay. His other character was, was tu- Turan. Okay. I, yeah, I think Turan was his other character. Anyway. Okay. Oh, I did yeah, not even recognize him. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't sure how early he was in the show, whether you would know the name. Yes. Yeah, he's Turan. Oh, I mean, granted, <laughs> I haven't watched the whole series, so I don't think I've seen much of him. But uh-huh. holy cow. Uh-huh. Okay. Man, <laughs> these guys are chameleons. Because even just comparing John Deviant and Osgur Atasoy, like, I know. it's so incredible to me that this is the same person. Yeah. Anyways, so um, e, Esgi's leaving her interview. She's headed home to Jansu. Yeah. Um, so Johnsu calls Denise and is like, she's coming. Like, she's finally coming home. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Haidar's being nosy when Esgi arrives, but she doesn't really give him the time of day. And um, so she gets home. Of course, Haidar lets Feet not know that Esgi's back. Mm-hmm. She gets back home. Basically, the girls have a nice big group hug. She forgives them because she missed them. They apologize and say that they'll never do something like this again. They yeah. only want her happy and they want to do what they can to make that happen. They'll never make assumptions about this again. Mm-hmm. All it's of that. Sweet. So It's a it's, sweet little friend moment. Yes, it is. So now it's Ozon's turn for his part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, Denise kind of is like, okay, she's home. Let's get this into motion. And he's like, okay. Yeah, because they it's all on the, the um, not premise. What am I saying? It's all on the cusp on the no like what they're telling her is they're gonna go to dinner yes they want to go to dinner but they're really taking her to the setup right so i just couldn't think of the right word that i'm trying to think of i know you (laughs) i feel like usually i can feed you the word and i know um so now we get this really creepy moment because Haidar shows up at Lagabia. He sees Gizem. He's dumbstruck. He knows her name already, which you guys, that is Stalker 101. He has yep. never met her. And when somebody walks up to you and says your name and you have never met them before, it is the creepiest, eeriest feeling. And it's probably only if you're a girl, honestly. Yeah, but probably. It's probably just a female thing. But 
it has always creeped me out. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the reasons I was so grateful we never wore name tags when we worked it out back. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, we would introduce ourselves to our tables. But yeah. anyways. Um, but then no creepers could be like, oh, Kristen. Y- yeah. I want to sit in Kristen's section. Ugh. So... <laughs> Anyways, well, it, and she is so nice to him, and he's being so weird. I know, and such a creep. Ugh, and then ugh. all that's happening, and Emre's trying to like match make them and be a oh turd gosh, to her. Emre. And he, it winds up he's looking for Osger, and he's like, "Well, I'll just wait for him then." But, mm-hmm. anyways, so while that's happening, Tolga shows up, yep. and it's this whole scene, and I don't really want to get too into it, but essentially, what it is, is that. He's walking around like he's going to own the place soon. Yep. And talking about how well this is and say hello to your new boss and blah, blah, blah. Yes. And Ozon comes out and is like, what the heck are you doing? Oh, and he uh-huh. gives, he like gives Gizem this whole body check when oh, he know. like meets her. It's yep. really creepy. And he's like, oh, are you the head of PR? And um, so Ozon basically is like, what are you doing? Get out of here. And yeah, he's like, you haven't changed. Um, mm-hmm. Or, uh, sorry, he, uh, Tolga says that to Ozan. He's like, oh, you haven't changed at all. Still close to Osgur, like a garnish. And he cracks himself up with such a dumb joke. Yeah, because he's a chef, so garnish, hearty, har, har. Mm-hmm. Um, Ozan's like, dude, you gotta leave. Yep. Because if he comes back, it's gonna be a very unpleasant situation. Yes. So before he leaves, Tolga basically starts to explain, and Hydar does something smart and starts recording this. Yep. Um, but Tolga starts to explain, like, basically he's going to bankrupt this company or this restaurant and then he's going to buy it back really cheap mm-hmm. and take over. But don't yep. worry. If, if you're good at your jobs, your jobs will be safe. Like, I'll be a good boss, blah, blah, blah. So right. and well, when he – oh, go ahead. And one interesting comment that Ozon makes. Yes, that's what – yep. Yeah, is uh, after Haida records him, and I think this is after Tolga leaves and everything – Ozan is like, gosh, as if as if what he did isn't enough. Yep. So, so we know there's a big something with a capital S. Yep. Other than just the childhood jealousy that seems to have been their whole lives, um, there's something mm-hmm. <laughs> with a capital S that has happened. Do you think it's directly related to Oscar's fear of commitment? Yes. Remember last week I said uh-huh. I think that he stole his girl. Yep. <laughs> Because if he's constantly been jealous of him mm-hmm. ever since they were kids, it's always been competitive. It would stand to reason yep. that – and maybe this was a girl that Tolga had liked secretly for a long time. Right. And Or even if he didn't steal his girl, but if he somehow broke up the relationship. Right. Yeah. I could totally so, see that. Mm-hmm. So I think it does have something to do with why Esgi's the first one in a really long time who has been able to – like break through that barrier yeah totally. so um but yeah so then the moms get this message and it's stressful they're just stressing because they're like well toga's always been jealous of him and we thought that we got rid of him by sending him to the states like you know but clearly <laughs> did, this is did you notice his nice awesome <laughs> yeah his american <laughs> english uh-huh. i was like that's a nice touch <laughs> it's funny to me that they never because a lot of these times when there's like an american on a show it's just a quick little guest spot yeah. i'm like why don't you use your actual turkish american like why has karem never been a guest on these shows to be an american know. because if they're just quick guest spots he's probably 
he hasn't been in a DZ in a while, other just yeah. like some short term things since Mutashem ended. So like I just it cracks me up because I'm like, here you have a Turkish man who does who has a perfect American accent. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I know. So funny. So um yes, but I loved that. So basically now Ezgi's updating the girls on her new job. They're catching up with each other. We get the whole dinner plan arranged. Mm-hmm. And then we have awkward Haidar at the restaurant with Osger gives him his phone back. He um, invites Haidar to kind of stay and have dinner, but his shift is going to start soon. And um, so Ozon is kind of getting teased a little bit regarding Denise by Osger. And Ozon's right. trying to get him to go out for a fun night. Like, we haven't done that in a while. That's right. But he, like, can't get him to leave because Osger's like, we can have fun here. Right. We have all this stuff you know, available without having to leave. Yes. So it's a fight. He does eventually get him to go out. Um, now, here's what's funny. When Emre and Osger have a little chat about like, oh, let's post something for the restaurant, you know, um, like on Instagram for PR yeah. or whatever. He's like, oh, I think when you post something, Emre's telling him like, you should um, – you know, drop some emojis. And he's like, yeah, I'll drop. And Osgur basically is like, yeah, maybe I'll drop this emoji and this emoji. It'll drive them crazy not knowing what they mean, which John always puts random emojis. Always. At the end of his post. So that was clearly an Easter egg. But what I really loved was Emery saying, oh, you should use the flame emoji because that one seems to be one that fits you well. Like, <laughs> so funny so i thought that was great i love that they incorporate all that stuff into the show i do too and i'm pretty sure a future episode is gonna have some more writing on his wardrobe from behind the scenes photos i think we're gonna start getting some messages again oh yeah yeah the haters gonna Uh hate on a pair of shorts Uh i saw that so um anyhow so now we have tolga and sardar again and tolga's doing these like weird yoga stretches while they're outside like having their meeting look his pants look (laughs) like they're probably cutting off some circulation (laughs) they are so small i was like holy crap dude are you all right i know (laughs) i'm surprised his voice wasn't pitched up a couple octaves too much (laughs) so um so anyhow, so go they're, ahead. They're basically plotting and um, he's saying – like Tolga makes a comment about, oh, he has to stretch and do these things because if he doesn't, he'll get very aggressive and he wants to slap people in the face. And um, then as they're talking, we see a little lawyer girl, Irem, walking up to them and so – we have more, even more connections between all these characters. So, um, oh, and and Sardar, because Tolga's saying something about, you know, when I become an aggressive person, I want to slap people. And Sardar's mm-hmm. like, Tolga, mastery consists of slapping people without using your hands. Mm-hmm. And we can do it. Osgur won't even know what happened. So then Ibrahim walks up. They're like, oh, Hushkelden, my favorite lawyer. And she's like, thanks. So what Ugh. are we doing? I know. Uh, she's like, Esgi's first business in our company and its organization, uh, Encounter with Nature, was I, – I didn't understand this. I don't know if that's just the name of the organization. Okay. Like Encounter that with Nature. That she got nature. hired with? Well, she got hired with Red – his company's called Red something. Red Dreams. Yeah. So I'm guessing yeah. maybe they have like a um, – 
like one of their clients is encounter with nature and she's like planning something for them. Okay. That makes sense. That yeah. That makes sense. So uh, – and then they're like, oh, and guess what? Who's the vice president of this community and who transferred this organization to our company? Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's Sardar. Ugh. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So they're all intertwined, of course, because they're all mean and gross people. Mm-hmm. So now the girls are headed to their new place, their new spot for dinner. Yes. And Ozon's doing the same thing. The girls arrive first and it's all decorated. They're at her special spot. Yeah. And they and she's like, oh my gosh, is like, was this like what you guys had planned for my birthday? Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And they tell her, well, actually, we're not the ones to thank. It wasn't our plan. And then right at that moment, Ozon's car pulls up and he and Ozger get out and Esgi sees him and like we have these like slow smiles as mm-hmm. he's walking up and it's very sweet. I said my heart cuz he's got his happy puppy face now and I know. And then it occurs to her like, "Oh, when I I actually came here after my birthday and none of this was here." Yep. And so she's like, "You must have been the one to drop this." Yep. And so I love it because he doesn't actually look at the note. But he just recites it from memory. Yes. I loved it because that's when he says, I'm a different person with you. My beautiful love. You're everything that I thought wasn't possible. Happy birthday, darling. And I'm mm. like, oh, my gosh. So then it ends with them all huggy and reunited and it feels so good. And Yep. And we yeah. get a reconciliation. Yeah, which was so nice after only like, – like we just had trouble and then we got a reconciliation an episode later. Like I know. I like know. a full-on one, not just like – Okay, we're not like mad at each other anymore. Right. Or or we're just gonna not talk about it. Right. Like, like they had it out. Mm-hmm. Everything got cleared up. And yeah. now thanks to the friends, I love that the friends had something to do with it and yeah. helping them reconcile, helping everything get fixed. I just I I, I really enjoyed that. Me too. There were some really great moments in this episode. Yes. It's funny because not a lot happened. Mm -mm. Like there was like zero, practically zero plot that Mm -hmm. really happened. But there were also some really strong moments character-wise that I really loved. Yeah. I agree. So like we – yeah, it's weird because it's like there's areas where like you didn't feel like there was a plot overall, but like we got to see forward movement with Esky and Oscar, forward right. movement with Denise and Ozon, and then even I don't know that I'd call it forward movement, but some you know kind of more realizations and things coming between Jonsu and Levant. So, um, yeah, but the fragments for next week look really good. So I. I'm pretty hopeful for another good episode, not just like, oh, they got together for one episode and now we're going to have trouble again. I mean, I know the whole Tolga thing's hanging over because he's going to eventually find out that she works for his cousin. Right. But, you know, she doesn't know it's his cousin. So I can't really see like that being like a thing that breaks them up other than just like maybe causing tension because I can see him being like, oh, you're not going to work for him. You need to come back and work for me. And she might be kind of like, I don't think that's a great idea. Right. Um, but yeah, so I'm curious yeah. though because there's one p- scene in particular where I love it because Sardar gets a front row seat to some PDA and it makes me so happy. <laughs> awesome. That yeah. makes me really excited. <laughs> uh-huh. 
So anyhow, um, yeah. So like we said at the beginning of the episode, you guys, if you have any direction or any insight is into any of the astrology um, references, uh, yeah. feel free to point us in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And um, if you – maybe if, if there's stuff we missed or misunderstood or uh, little clues of other things um, that, you know, we maybe we didn't point out or we missed, like we want to hear from mm-hmm. you. Tell us about it. So um, – yeah. Yeah. Other than that, uh, we'll be back in a few days with Senchal Kapama and, of course, next week with uh, whatever Volume 11 holds for us. So other That's than that, right. find us on all the socials. It's all linked in our episode notes, our Bayanlish playlist um, for Spotify is in the notes. So, yeah, but we want to hear from you. And if you would be so kind as to rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. I know I say this every week now, but we really appreciate it. We've gotten a couple new ratings and we have a yes. new review too. So oh, thank yay. you guys. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, so other than that, until next time, good shooters. Post your call.